and welcome back to another Fact Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, today on this Monday morning, after the Winter Olympics in Beijing 2022, I want to cover a little politics, and not American politics, but, you know, global politics of sport and how it affects you. Um, Everyone at the water cooler today has been talking about the 15-year-old Russian ice skater who tested positive for a doping agent, a uh, cardiac muscle uh, metabolic partitioner enhancer used in, you know, heart failure. And, of course, you know, her team said, yeah, I tested positive for this, and it's because I got, you know, my grandfather's drugs mixed up. The reason it's on the uh, doping list of the Olympics is because it gives um, some endurance to a more endurance athlete. It regulates your heart function and uh, gives you a little, gives, gives the heart a little more efficiency. Um, so you have more, more endurance, more long-term strength, which of course an ice skater would really do well with. Um, that being said, the Russian athlete, again, was 15. 15. Now, I don't know about most 15-year-olds. I know about myself and, you know, my kids growing up. But 15-year-olds really couldn't, you know, think about how to do metabolic partitioning of their cardiac muscle. Um, they're not thinking about pharmaceutical doping agents to improve athletic performance. Um, you know, they're thinking about... You know, boys, the craziness of adolescence, at least this ice skater is, a female or girls, um, and what they have to do, you know, for homework. And if she's in ice skating, she's practicing hours and hours a day. You know, can I land this right? Will my coach yell at me? They're not really getting into the nitty gritty. So, of course, and rightly so, some of the media blames the, uh, you know, her coaching staff and all that. We had, right after the event of last night, where she was in the, they allowed her to continue to participate, which was another craziness. This poor 15-year-old would be damaged forever. They, uh, basically, she broke down and fell and ended up getting fourth and then proceeded to be chewed out by her coach afterwards, which gives you some insight into sports a little bit. You know, why do we have parents who really push their kids into sports one way or another, whether Johnny or Susie have the athletic talent, have the athletic ability? um, I don't know. But uh, it's amazing how some parents think that, you know, their kid's going to be the next Olympic champion. And statistically, oh, my goodness, it's almost impossible If you just look at, say, football or baseball or even hockey, hockey, the stats are a little skewed because it's it's a sport not in every high school in every single corner of America. But, say, football and baseball pretty much are. The statistics of someone getting to Division I lasting four years and in Division I making it to the pros even for a couple years is so so crazy and it's such a small minority 
that it probably won't happen, even if your kid has the skill in God-given grace and you have the best coaches and you send them to summer camps for speed and for strength and, you know, learn their technique, whatever sport it is better. You send them to these sports camps in the summer. They're not going to end up in the pros or national champion or in the Olympics, usually. And that's something to think about, you know, are the parents pushing them because they think they're going to get a scholarship and go to college? Um, are they pushing them out of their own viewpoint that, you know, oh, you know, I couldn't do it, but my kids certainly do. Are they living vicariously through their kids? And I see it every day with soccer moms, soccer dads, hockey moms, hockey dads. They live for, through their children. You know, when the six-year-old gets a goal in, you know, peewee soccer, you know, they're so proud and they're jumping up and down. And that, that's, you know, interesting to me. Why? Why aren't you jumping up and down when, you know, they do the right thing like, you know, taking care of their neighbor or raking, raking the leaves of the grandma next door or shoveling her walk without being asked, cleaning their room, doing the dishes, getting their homework done, getting a B or an A on all their tests? Why aren't we celebrating and go crazy on that? Some families do, but I mean, really, you know, you see these people in the stands jumping up and down over sport, and I'm like... I mean, I think that's for their own entertainment. And I want to pull back the curtain a little bit, too, um, on some of that. Not that it's not good to scream and yell for your kid. I get to as many sporting goods, sporting events, excuse me, sporting events that my uh, kids are involved in, and all of them are involved in something um, as possible. And I yell and I clap. I clap for, you know, our home team. I clap for my kid when they do good and, you know, yell out loud. But I also clap when I see, like, we went to a volleyball tournament for my 15-year-old when the other team did a really good play. And some people look at me in the stands and all that, and I'm like, that was an amazing that that 14, 15, 16-year-old kid just did that, even though it was on the other team and cost us a point. Why? Because I enjoy good sportsmanship, good skills, and good athletics. And I guess that's what I'm looking at. We're, we're really, really pushing, you know, absolute numbers and not skill learning, good sportsmanship learning, and leadership. What's it take to be a leadership? Building confidence, you know, having the team follow you in action indeed being an example to your you know your fellow uh, athletes on your team your teammates what does that mean and that's one thing to start thinking about when you're signing your kid up for sports are you going to push sportsmanship you know being early to practice working hard getting your sleep if there's any outside you know study like tapes or films or anything that are they working hard on that are they keeping their grades up are they learning time management which is very good okay yeah you have a you have an all-day tournament saturday that means you got to get extra sleep and extra food and nutrition the night before pack up your snacks for the day of help them you know learn how to do that and make sure that you talk to your teachers a week before the tournament and say, look, i got a tournament coming up Saturday, so I guess my weekend's going to be shot a week from now. What homework do you see? 
I'm going to try to get it done during the week. Good time management that way. And, of course, priorities. You know, getting that homework done. Getting family stuff done. Not getting isolated. That is very important. How do we teach our kids that stuff? Constantly monitor them and look and make sure they're doing that when they're involved in sports or dance or whatever it would be. These extracurricular activities. Because, quite honestly, those that are going to make it, they will. But they stand out at a very young age. They stand out at a very young age. I know my own personal journey. My parents knew nothing about lifting. They knew nothing about power lifting. They came to a couple things. I got placed in a team or found a team that worked with me so I would learn how to power lift. I learned a lot of this on my own to make, and I had to keep my grades up. And I focused, you know, when I was 16 and had jobs, I had to focus on my job and I had to focus on schoolwork. And I'm not just saying that, you know, yeah, I had to walk up hills both ways to school in my day in the snow fighting dinosaurs. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, you know, that there's people that are going to excel, they will, and it'll become a natural gift. And it's really nice when you can supply the environment for athletics for your kids to take off. And if they take off in it, fine. And if they don't, that's okay too. They've been exposed to it. Just like they should be exposed to higher level academics, art, history, science, philosophy, the language arts. Expose your kids to all of it. Don't leave it up just to the school system to discover their, head, their hidden gifts and talents. Again, don't leave it up to the school system to determine their hidden, you know, talents, God-given gifts. If you wait for that, you, you know what? They may have missed out on a lot. That doesn't mean you bring an algebra book home to the seven-year-old and push them to learn it, though they can at that age. You don't have to try to create an Einstein where there is none. But you have to have the environment for it. Don't let them ice skate uphill. Don't let them hit barriers or walls to explore their athletic ability, academic ability, intellectual ability. Don't let that, or social ability, you know? So how do we do that? Simple. And this is, this is the uh, part of parenting which was harder is to look at yourself. Yes, you the parent, look at yourself and figure out, am I pushing this person because I want to see it? Because they really have that gift and we're trying to hone it? And what if they do have that gift and they don't want to? Well, you have to teach them about not being lazy and disciplined, but they still may not do it. And that's one of the things we have to learn is that sometimes, you know, the man behind the curtain you know, the, the coach, the parent, the mentor is you. Be the coach. Be the coach of their life. And really sit back and look and see what area they, you need coaching. And if they don't take off on it, that's fine. It's good to learn an average skill. To be average at something just so they get exposed to it 
So you, you can never have them come up to you and say, hey, why didn't I do this or why didn't I do that? You've exposed them to it. Help them with their schoolwork. See where they're strong at. And encourage that. Encouragement is better than pushing. Encourage it. And make the environment a little easier for them. Oh, they're really good at soccer? Okay, I'll sign them up for a soccer camp. Wow, they really did good in the camp and they really love it and they're smiling. Or do they come home and die on the couch and put their head down and think this is just too much work? Whether they're good at it, average, or not good at it at all. Let's start focusing on kids. And of course, and everyone's going to take off on this, and I know I'm going to get some DMs on this. Well, you got to kind of lead them and push kids. You're right, you do. But sometimes you have to look at yourself and say, well, I wasn't good at football, but my kid will be. Are you living vicariously through your kids? Step back. Let them be them and find their own personalities. And the amazing thing will, you'll be shocked at how good they are at a few things in life. They may even turn out to be national champions. And the only thing you have to do is give them the environment to nurture all their gifts and all their skills. Well, Fred, that's a lot of work. Yes, it is. It just takes awareness of where they are in life. And this has been another fact podcast. <laughs>